Thank you for listening to the Don't Trust Anyone podcast where I'll be telling you allegedly true stories about the true monsters of the world, your fellow man. If you enjoy the show please rate and subscribe and share us with anyone you want to be paranoid. So this happened about 13 years ago. I was 10 at the time, my brother was 8. We had just moved to a new town that year, and the Walmart here had this sweet arcade up near the service desk, so every time my parents would bring us grocery shopping, they'd give us each a few dollars and let us play in the arcade. The town had an incredibly low crime rate and the arcade is at the front of the store where dozens of people are checking out, so what could possibly go wrong? My brother is playing the claw machine while I'm standing on the side of the machine, trying to help him angle the claw perfectly above a stuffed animal he's trying to get. Suddenly this random hillbilly walks up to the claw machine next to us, inserts a quarter and begins moving the claw around. But for most of this time, he's making eye contact with my brother and smiling, not even watching the game. He's not talking to us, just staring and smiling. He has long thin brown and silver hair, pulled back in a loose ponytail at the base of his skull, a combo trucker hat, and a long scraggly beard. I remember vividly the way he smelled, stale beer, ashtray and something that smelled like a sweet yet sour dirt, or fungus. He tries making small talk with my brother and I, who were raised to be aware of strangers, but still be polite. Eventually we get bored of the game we're playing and I usher my brother to follow me to a new game, on the opposite side of the arcade. A few seconds later, the man follows us, stationing himself once again at the claw machine next to us. At some point, an overweight lady walks in and says to the hillbilly what are you doing to these little kids? And snickers at me. He replies I'm trying to win them some stuffed animals. She then begins playing the claw on the other side of us so that my brother and I are sandwiched between these two strange hillbillies. His comment comes across as weird to me, because previously I thought he was maybe trying to win something for his kids, but this entire time, he'd just been following my brother and I from game to game, trying to win us toys. This has been going on for maybe 20 minutes at this point, they've followed us to several different machines and spent a lot of money, the games were all 25 cents per play. Each time my brother and I switched machines, they'd follow us. The hillbilly says to the lady I'm out of money. You got any? She says nah, I'm broke too. My brother says I have a dollar still. Now this is the part that really scared me. I remember listening to these two talk about some weird things with us asking if I have a boyfriend, asking where we go to school, where our parents work, asking if we've ever done drugs, etc. But when my brother said he had a dollar, she responded with the most terrifying thing I'd heard from them yet, the woman suddenly bursts out well shit, then give IT to him, boy. Her face was red, the tone in which she shouted was so ear-piercing and guy-wrenching that I could feel the blood drain from my face. My brother looked like he was about to cry. He hands her the dollar, and her face lights up. She laughs it off almost like she's trying to make it seem like she was joking when she yelled at us. My father walks up a couple minutes later. As I turn to tell him that these people have spent close to $15 to win toys for us, they leave hurriedly, before he gets a good look at them. My dad is livid. He takes us up to the front desk and tells them what I told him. 
they make an announcement on the intercom to keep an eye out for these people, and to report to an employee if they see them. Then they call the police. I don't actually remember this part, or much of anything after my father arrives, but this is what he told me. They never did find the couple. The police reviewed security cameras, too blurry to make out any physical details, and told my parents that the couple left the store immediately after my father showed up, without any groceries. Every time I see a man or woman in Walmart that looks as I remember them, I get anxiety and try to avoid them. So, to the hillbilly couple lurking in Walmart, I hope to never, ever meet you again. My experience, story will be lame but I hope it can reach someone who has struggled with the same thing and I pray to God she never comes across this. About a year and a half ago I was super excited to begin working part time in a daycare. I am currently majoring in early childhood development so I thought this was a great way to get my foot in the door. I met my co-worker who we will call P who is in her mid-40s. She would be the lead teacher and I would be the assistant. I was 20-21 years old. This was my first actual job where I would be involved in a school system. I had a lot to learn but I was more than willing to be taught. Things were amazing at first. We got along fine and we both enjoyed what we were doing until she would pick at the little things. Suddenly, I was reading a story too loud. I stood around and did nothing. My cleaning wasn't satisfactory because I would forget to put the dollhouse furniture back in its individual place. X, fixing each freaking room perfectly. It got to the point where I was told constantly to fix what I was doing, even though I was always trying my best. I would come home defeated every day with my hands raw from constantly scrubbing and cleaning the correct way. A confrontation came when P called me useless and that I was absolutely no help to a classroom and I never will be. I was blocked out of the classroom when I tried to leave. P looked at me like she was going to put her hands around my neck and squeeze. My absolute dream is to become a teacher. And those words still haunt me to this day. I went off on her, calling her crazy and unfair. I ended up getting in trouble for it. But I apologized on my own. I am not a person to ever call anyone names. Things only got worse from there. Suddenly I wasn't very bright because I accidentally threw clothespins away that we could have used for crafts. P would laugh in my face whenever I would mess up. I have the bad habit to stutter whenever I am really thinking, lol, and she would mock me. She lied about me not checking on a child when they were hurt when I would. She would bait me to be wrong by asking me all sorts of questions like how many kids do we have in the class today? I always answered correctly and said nothing. Day by day, I was beaten down. I'd go home and cry. Some mornings I would be bending over the toilet dry heaving. People knew what was happening but no one would help me. I was treated like a slave every day. Serving her and like a waitress while she sat down with the kids and called me over whenever she needed more of anything. Thankfully I was eventually moved to another position where I was much happier. I hadn't seen her in about a year and a half until today. We were at the store where she ran into my family and I. Her eyes widened and she literally ran away to hide on the other side of the store. She was pacing back and forth on the phone with her husband. I had a panic attack and begged my family to leave. My sister ended up finding her to tell her off before coming back. 
seeing her again made me feel sick. I am just now starting to feel somewhat normal again. I believe that she is a narcissist or a sociopath. I have never met anyone who has no empathy or emotion like she does. I have been trying to make myself pray for her while I have personally been working on forgiving her for what she has done. But it's hard. There have been many times where I thought she would physically hurt me. I have had constant nightmares about this woman. I never understood why she hated me so badly, even in the end. Workplace abuse is horrific. And if you have ever went through it, I am so sorry. But at least it ends up making us stronger. So I guess I will end this by saying P, let's not meet. To start things off, this incident occurred in a small town community, where it's not really crime-ridden or exactly dangerous. Around this time last year, I was working full-time at a little Japanese retailer shop at a mall near my house. My schedule fluctuated, but the majority of my shifts were closing shifts. I preferred this because it gave me enough time to sleep in, make myself a lunch, catch the bus, get to the mall a bit earlier to buy snacks and a drink, before I begin my dreaded 8.5-hour shift. On one particular day, as I was getting ready to walk to the bus stop, I saw a big commotion going on right across from my house, at the town hall. I crossed the street right in time before several other police cars and an ambulance rushed by, sirens wailing so loud, I'm sure the entire neighborhood heard. I was wondering what was going on but quickly disregarded it, as I got on the first bus nearby my house. I got off at the intersection where I'm supposed to take a second bus, that leads me straight to the terminal across the mall. While I was waiting at the shelter, I see a guy, around my age in his 20s, staring right at me, with eyes so black and empty. Mind you, there was no one else around, besides the two of us. I remember thinking to myself that it seemed odd he was wearing a sweater with a heavy-looking backpack and construction boots, both of which looked oversized for his tall slim figure, when it was blazing hot outside. Not even for a split second. Did he once dare his gaze away from me? Then, it quickly hit me that I recognized him as a regular customer that frequently comes in to buy earphones at the store I worked at. Now, I usually try to keep to myself but for some reason, I've been told I draw all kinds of people to me with my friendly, positive aura, I felt the need to pretend I was on my phone to avoid any sort of conversation. He then proceeded to take a seat beside me still gazing at me and mustered a high, before going on that he recognized me from work, and if I was going there right now etc. When the bus finally arrived, we both got on and he took a seat next to me. We had small talk about random stuff and our hobbies. He went on to tell me about his broken relationship with his parents, where he ended up getting kicked out. I assumed he was homeless at first, but he kind of confirmed it subtly when he told me he's been couch surfing between friends' houses. We finally reached the bus terminal that's across the mall. He ended up walking me to my work, I didn't ask him to, before going off his own way. Before departing, he asked for my number, which I stupidly gave to him and told me if you ever wanna just chill or smoke with me to text him. After conversing with him, I shrugged off any preconceived judgment I had of him earlier of being creepy for just a guy that's socially awkward and perma-fried. He ended up texting me later on that night asking to hang out, 
but I cut the conversation short, telling him I was tired and also had work the next day. I never heard from him again. Now, here is where things get interesting. After a few days and then weeks, news reports were coming out that there was a violent sexual assault that occurred right where the trails were across my house, near the town hall. The victim was a teenage girl who was going for a walk, when she was struck with an unknown object by the suspect. He happened to be armed with a gun, and proceeded to sexually assault her before leaving the scene. It took about a week for the police to find the suspect, the investigation was ongoing. It shook up the entire community, nothing like this has happened before. It's fairly peaceful and close-knit. It's scary because it happened right in broad daylight. So, when police released images of the suspect, with his name, following his arrest, I damn near had a heart attack. It was him. The same guy who I met at the bus stop. Who walked me to my work. Who asked for my number. Who was texting me throughout the day after committing the crime. He had the same dark black empty eyes, long hair, and wearing the exact sweater, backpack and shoes. I started looking at past news reports, to compare the dates and times to when he texted me, and they all matched. Needless to say, my intuition about people are on and off, and that I should learn to trust it more. I felt a bit of guilt hoping I could have done something earlier, but there was no way for me to know until after. So, creepy guy at the bus stop, let's not meet. This happened when I was 19. I went to get drinks with my female friend after classes, and we ended up staying at a bar close to our university until around 10 p.m., getting pretty drunk. I live in Moscow, and the university where I study is located pretty far away from my house. It takes me 1.5 hours by public transport to reach it. The friend I was with lived in a dormitory which was much closer, just a 30-minute metro ride away from uni, so we decided I would stay with her until her station and then switch lines to go up north where I live. By that time there weren't that many people inside the train car, just a few passengers here and there, and a couple of older men sitting directly in front of us. We were both visibly drunk. It was a fun evening, so we joked around and laughed a lot. Then my friend got off, I said goodbye to her and, since alcohol usually makes me sleepy, dozed off immediately after she left. The whole time one of the men seated in front of us would silently glance at us from time to time, I assumed he was judging us because we were obviously drunk, but ultimately paid it no mind. I ended up accidentally missing the station where I needed to switch lines which meant I had to take the train in the opposite direction. As I got up and walked to the door of the train car, there was nothing suspicious, but then I noticed the older, looked like he was in his fifties, man who was staring at me during the whole train ride also get out of the train a couple of seconds after me. Again, I wasn't particularly alarmed at that moment, I tend to keep track of my immediate surroundings, male strangers around me after some unfortunate incidents in my teenage years but I also try not to jump to conclusions too quickly out of fear that it's just me being paranoid. The weird part started when this same dude not only followed me out of the train car, but also got on the train going in the opposite direction. He wasn't following me closely, he would stay several meters away and act like he wasn't looking at me, but as soon as I stepped foot on that train, 
he rushed to the next train car, and once there, slowly moved to stand next to the window from where he could see my car. I probably wouldn't even notice him if I didn't see him looking at me earlier and decided to keep an eye on him. By then I was properly alarmed, if he simply got off at the same station as me by coincidence, why would he need to go back in the same direction, and why would he linger back and make sure I got on the train before entering it himself? I was also nearly sober and extremely anxious by that time. Still, though, I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt, so I ended up skipping the transfer station I actually needed on purpose and getting off at the one right after that. Again, he exited at the same station and lingered back. I transferred lines, this new station was a transfer to, just to another line, if you look at the map of the Moscow metro. You'll know that there are quite a lot of them next to each other in the city center, and sure enough, he followed me to the station at the new line. Now I was wondering what to do, I considered looking for metro employees and informing them of this issue, but couldn't see any, they are sometimes present at stations, but that was not the case at that time. I knew I could probably find an employee overlooking the escalators, but I didn't want to bother them, and you're actually not supposed to talk to them. Lol. I also considered walking up to some random strangers and asking them for help or pressing the SOS button on the machines installed inside each metro station if the situation got worse, but couldn't muster up the courage to do it yet. It was weird, I had a creep following me, and by that point I was painfully aware that he was doing it on purpose, yet the situation didn't seem dire enough to involve outside help. Still, it was almost 11 p.m., the metro stations kept getting emptier, and I needed to get home somehow, so I felt myself slowly starting to panic. I didn't feel comfortable staying at one station with him following me for a long time so I got onto the train again, the intervals are 2-5 minutes, and sure enough, he got into the next train car and came up to the window again. I got off at the next station, and he exited after me again. By that time I was sober increasingly angry and looking for any metro employees, but still there weren't any. I decided to try and shake him by hiding behind the columns until the next train came and getting inside at the last possible moment, and just as I stepped behind the column, I saw him walk to the center of station, before that he would linger next to the columns by the other side of the platform, and look around. What I did next might not have been the smartest move but I was suddenly very angry at the whole situation people were still present at the station, and it was clear that the guy was trying not to get noticed, so I purposefully walked right up to him and looked him dead in the eye with all the hatred I felt at the moment. He looked taken aback at first, and then tried to act like he was just some random passerby, turned around, walked a bit away from me, and stood there awkwardly while I kept staring right at him. It went on like that until the train arrived, and just like I planned, I got on at the very last second to make sure he wouldn't run after me, and that was, thankfully, the end of it. I was shaking the whole train ride home and switched lines and stations like three more times to make sure he wasn't still following me, but thankfully he seemed to give up. Now what scares me about this is that I probably wouldn't notice him if I didn't oversleep my original train stop, and following girls home from the metro, bus is a relatively common tactic. My friend had a stalker like that who ended up following her all the way up to the elevator, and as police investigation found later, 
that man also followed her home from the metro, and that could have easily been the case with me. So dot 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 stay safe and be careful with the people who get off at your train, bus stops. This is my first ever Reddit post which I'm writing on my phone so I'm not sure about formatting. I'm posting here because I saw a video on this Reddit thread and just wanted to share my experience of who I never want to meet again. This might be rather boring, it's definitely not the high stakes kind of thriller stories I've been reading on here, but it did creep me out when I was young. Also it might be long BC I'm usually quite detailed. I got my first job at 15 working in the local convenience store for under-the-table paychecks until I turned 16 and they could legally hire me. They needed staff they could underpay and I needed money to support my family. Plus, the store was literally 10 minutes from my house so I could go home for lunch or go jogging in the field next to the store. I'm a very friendly person and loved to make conversation because it helped the day go by faster. One morning a guy, maybe like late 20s early 30s, came into the store to receive a click and collect package and the system was being really slow so I asked him about his previous evening, it had been Guy Fox night so it was my topic of conversation with everyone that day. He didn't appear to want to talk much, and so I overcompensated with my own talking so there wasn't any awkward silence while the parcels were scanning and told him about how my dog hates fireworks so I stay inside with him. He asked me when the store closes which so many people at my store do that I didn't find this information weird. I told him the store closes at 3 p.m. because it's a Sunday. He left with his parcels and I literally didn't think of him at all. I took my break at 12 p.m. and went on my usual laps around the field after getting rid of my work uniform and it was fairly cold so nobody else was on the field. I'm on the opposite side and I look to my left because I'm dramatically singing along to Hamilton in my headphones and there is some guy sitting alone on the children's swing set in the park so, because it's pretty cold and I'm embarrassed by feeling watched, I finish my jog there and finish my break inside the stock room drinking tea. Again, this didn't faze me because there are always weirdos hanging around my area and many of them I knew because of how close the community is. I finished my shift at 4 p.m after cleaning and restocking for the next day, and was let out through the back exit car park that was shared with a dilapidated pub, funnily enough one that I have many childhood memories in before it closed down due to my parents and I living on this council estate my whole life. Some guy was sitting on the wall there with his coat hood pulled up, this was slightly strange because nothing around the area was open and hadn't been for at least an hour especially not the pub but I was 15 and I'd taken the same walk down to the main road every single shift without issue. I put my headphones in with a slight pinch of anxiety because as soon as I've moved past this guy, I see him jump up from the wall from the corner of my eye. I don't put music on I just listen to his footsteps follow me until he is next to me gesturing for me to remove my headphones. As you probably guessed, it's the same guy from the morning shift. I'm really confused at this point because it's the first time I've seen him in my local store. We have a lot of regulars and I would even know most of them by address because we saved everyone's newspaper, but I'd never seen him before only to encounter him twice in one day. I remove my headphones and ask what he wanted. He asked for the time and I assumed because of the council estate I live on that he was perhaps going to mug me. It's happened before. 
so I told him it's around 4 p.m. without taking my phone out. He then proceeds to pretend he only just recognizes me from the store and tells me he thought I finished at 3 p.m., I'd watched enough true crime to be guessing he had waited for me to finish my shift for an hour. I was having a mild panic by this point because it was a lazy cold Sunday so nobody was around and I wasn't yet at the main road, so I continue to talk with him while he questions me about how long I've worked at the store. I know it is stupid to engage but he was keeping my pace right next to me and the main road was only down the street where I thought our paths would diverge. He asked if I work there all the time and in an effort to dissuade him from trying to hit on me I told him I was still studying, although would not tell him at what institution. My being a minor didn't seem to deter him even, mind you, at the age I am now being 20 I only just look like I'm about 15. Like I said he was undeterred and tried asking for my number, in which I told him I don't have a phone. An obvious lie because I had my headphone plugged into the phone I was tightly gripping in my pocket, he brought this up and I told him I mean that it is a shared phone and I don't have my own. Despite this being an obvious lie he continued. I was on the main road now but he had not stopped talking and my quickest way home, the path I usually took, was through a dark wooded area and then a shady parking lot. I decided to go the longer way to keep on a public road so he wouldn't know where my home was located. He asked me for my Facebook and I desperately wanted to get away from him at this point so I thought if I gave him my Facebook and then changed the name as soon as I had the chance he wouldn't be able to find me. I don't know wh why I didn't just give him a fake name I was young and stupid and honestly was just scared that no cars had passed by yet and he was still tailing me. After this I asked him which way he lived, and he told me only a short while up ahead, then asking me if I was interested in coming along with him. I said I live in this other direction and I would say goodbye now but that we could speak later. Again, I know I'm an idiot but I thought if he thought I was interested in speaking to him he would leave me alone, and because of my experience talking to people in my job this luckily came off very casually and truthfully. It worked and I crossed the road and as soon as I was out of sight I legged it back down the side of the road and got home. When home I went to change my name but found he had already messaged me, although I had not told him my middle name that was a part of my Facebook, which he brought up to me in his first message. I messaged him back explaining I had no interest in him and instantly blocked his account. I felt so stupid for even letting him have my real name that I couldn't bring myself to tell my parents. Instead I would ask my brother to meet me at the store at the end of my shifts, it was only Sundays I finished an hour late, because I wanted them to help me pick out ingredients for dinner those nights. My first shift back he was waiting outside in the same area but my brother was with me and we went out the front way so I could see him waiting there but didn't have to walk past him. After this I decided I couldn't keep getting escorts home and told my work I needed to leave at different times in case he followed me. They wanted to tell authorities but I refused because it was a relatively small thing and I was working illegally there and didn't want to get them in trouble. I told my parents and they told a few people in the neighborhood to be wary. I started getting the bus home from school because I was worried he had my Facebook and now knew where I went to school. The next time I saw him he came into store again to collect parcels, I told my manager next to me and she served him, while also telling him they would call someone if he continued to harass me. I was scared about all the information he now had from my Facebook, 
Because I was a young kid my privacy settings were shit and held my county, my school, hundreds of pictures with friends in my neighborhood and at school with all of them tagged. Luckily nothing more happened after that. I saw him once on the bus with my mother a year later and again while I was in college at a shopping center. I'd quit my job a little while after all this to work somewhere legally when I turned 16 to earn more money and I live in a different city now. He doesn't scare me anymore but I definitely am was more private about my life on social media, everything is private and I don't provide my real information for certain sites anyway. This was just a little story about my experience having a, excuse the pun, minor stalker. Obviously I still blame myself for being dumb and having all my private information out there but I still thought it would be an interesting post. Dear middle-aged stalker man, let's not meet again. Smile at it, well not middle-aged because he was still in his late 20s slash 30s but either way far too old for my 15 year old self. If you enjoyed this episode please rate and subscribe to have new episodes automatically downloaded to your device. If you have a true story of a run-in with a not-so-desirable person please share it with us to read on the podcast at don'ttrustanyonepod at gmail.com.